welcome to the Focus Podcast. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have an exciting episode today. Very exciting. We'll be we'll be getting back into the music. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been talking about some very critical, you know, other other facets of Taylor's life mm-hmm. and career. Mm-hmm. Those in her inner circle. Those in her life. Those in the Taylorverse. Exactly. Exactly. The Taylorverse. But we will be getting back to her her music, which mm-hmm. which, you know, we haven't been really because it's been it's been a dry period. It has unfortunately been a dry period and for longer than we've expected. Longer than expected. We're gonna be touching on that yeah. and kind of just like updated re-recording thoughts as well in this episode because I mean, obviously we love it about Taylor that she's unpredictable, mm-hmm. but also like can we get some information? No, please? I know. It's like what's because, happening? Okay, let's just quickly do the math. So she released the first re-recording of Fearless in April of last year. Of yes. last year, and then read in November. So that's what six months. In between, yeah, more like seven or eight, I think. Okay, April is third month. November is second to last. So like seven. Okay. Months, yeah. Okay. But we are now how many months since November? Seven. Okay. And and what's significant about that is she announced Red. Right. Like so basically early. this time last year. Right. She announced Red re-recording in June and said, you know, this isn't coming till November, at which point she we announced were like, it in June. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure it was I mean, we're recording this a little earlier than like when it will come out, but like I think, I think it was around this time, like mm. mid June. Okay. Um. So that was very interesting too, because with Fearless, she announced, I believe, in February, and then it came out in April. Right. So that was much quicker. Right. I mean, the Fearless rollout in general was was less significant than with Red. As we've talked about, she did a lot more to promote Red. Right, but she also did singles for Fearless, and she didn't for Red. Mm, so true. So there's, I mean, she's, as we've talked about, she's definitely employing, like, slightly different strategies mm-hmm. for, like, it's not like, oh, she's doing the exact same, like, promo thing for each one, which makes sense, because she wants to keep people, like, guessing and everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, we continue to get these random, like, 1989 songs. Mm-hmm. But no no word on the next re-recording album. So, yeah. And, you know, we, we thought we would have by now. We thought we would have by now. One thing I will say, I mean, I do think there's a few, in hindsight, I think there's, like, a few factors that are contributing to why we don't know the next one yet. One is that she's really pushing for the short film to like be a thing. be like a, a yes, force. Yes, we forgot to mention that she released all too well short film version life changer, which is nothing. <laughs> like is as nothing. I said, it doesn't even have like the audio from the short film, like the fight, like the fights. Like not that we want that, but at no. least like okay, that would be something different. But mm-hmm. it's literally just like. The same song with, like, slightly different instrumental. Mm-hmm. Right. Which she released on the same, 
I believe the same day that she did the Tribeca Film Festival, like, yeah. talk. And, like, the girl wants an Oscar for this. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it's... It's a bit ridiculous. It's ridiculous. She's not going to get one. She's not going to get one. And, like, that's fine because, like, she doesn't need one. She doesn't need one and it's not, you know, all too all short film is totally chill, but, like, it's not Oscar worthy. It's, right. Like, and it's just, like, and and also, like, the thing about all, all Too Well is, like, What's so significant is, like, the 10-minute version and Mm -hmm. the song and the new parts of the song. Mm -hmm. Like, the film doesn't matter. And so the fact that she's trying to put so much, like, attention Mm -hmm. on that is Mm -hmm. also, like, that's not what people care about. I agree. I also think that she wants All Too Well 10-minute version, like, to get Song of the Year, you know, at the Grammys or whatever. Mm. Like, and I think that is more possible it's more possible. I don't think. I still don't think it's gonna happen. But it's. More I possible. think she's very likely to be nominated at least mm-hmm. for that. Um, the Grammys really are hot and cold with Taylor, as we've discussed in a previous episode. I just feel like it came out too far, too long ago. Yeah, but I think, in some ways, I think that's why we're still, I guess, technically in speaking, the in space. the red era, yeah. because. But let's hope she doesn't wait until after the fucking Grammys. No, I know, I know. That's like February. I know. I mean, the only... Like, it doesn't make sense to me necessarily why she would do Reputation next. But she can't re-record Reputation until November of this year. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess in theory, if she wants to do that one next... It also, in a technical way, makes sense to, like, keep living out this, like, red era. But also, as you said, like, if she's trying to get the awards, like, if she waits till it's, like, you know, late fall or whatever, when the awards are often, like, early in the new year, so, Mm -hmm. like, winter, like, she could announce that something's gonna come out, like, midwinter or spring. Mm Mm-hmm. But still be cl- like in, in the, the space yeah. of yeah. the era before to like pick up those awards. But mm-hmm. again, that just seems like really crazy. It seems crazy to me too. I mean, now we have a Beyonce album coming end of July, so you know she's not gonna do shit in the few months that follow that. Yeah. I also think. You know, as we talked about in the Joe episode, like, we were definitely not anticipating all the press that he would do around conversations with friends. Right. And I think that also kind of maybe explained or supported this idea that Taylor's not doing something. Mm -hmm. Because she... She didn't want to, like, overshadow. She didn't want to overshadow that. She wanted that to really, like have its moment maybe now she wishes she hadn't let it have its moment but but definitely that was I think intentional too yeah um and also like the shake it off lawsuit is still a thing as far as I know the speak now trademark whatever I don't know if that's a lawsuit or something else is still a thing Mm -hmm. um 
so that's obviously like pushing those it's two. just yeah yeah for sure and maybe there is more of that stuff going on because like even with the awards thing like it's just interesting to be making what it seems like such a push in that sense for like the second re-recording because mm-hmm. it's like I know that red is a very significant one obviously but mm-hmm. like to like we've got like a while to go I know, and I think that's what's most frustrating is I'm like, obviously, like, the vault tracks are fun and, like, the re-recording eras with, like, new music videos and whatever are fun, but the idea of being in this space for, like, at this point, like, three years, like, three years minimum is, like, it's kind of tough. It is kind of tough, but at the same time, we got so much with Folklore and Evermore mm-hmm. and Lover being, like, so close mm-hmm. that, you know. And I think it's it's true that, like, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, like, obviously Evermore followed Folklore so quickly, but I still feel like whatever new thing she does next, like, she's gonna put a lot of like I don't want to say pressure on but like coming off of the folklore era with something new I feel like the bar is like really really the bar is really high and like I'm sure she doesn't even know necessarily like where to go Mm -hmm. um just like thematically and like you know genre wise Mm -hmm. and all of that Mm -hmm. um so I mean this is a good obviously all the re-recording stuff like is such a good thing to do mm-hmm. in that space definitely um because it's like she's still putting out stuff she's still in the conversation whatever but it also gives her time to get distance from folklore and evermore mm-hmm. and like make her next moves mm-hmm. and as we will be talking about today there could be a lost album in there somewhere that yeah, so, is part of the re-recording era or maybe not part of the re-recording era, but yeah, so there, that's, are, there are things happening. That's that's the episode topic for today. Yes. This theory of the lost album, i.e. Woodvale. Woodvale or pre-reputation lost album. Okay, so you you have taken the lead on this episode, so, so walk us through the, the theories, the evidence. Okay, so there's a couple theories we will be discussing. Um, we will get to Woodvale, as you mentioned. First, I'm going to talk about sort of this combined theory of what could be an album called Karma or an album called Timeless. Both of these potential albums at the time were believed to be what would follow 1989 before it became clear that Reputation was following 1989. Okay, so are are these theories that there was like an album in between those two or that this, or that this, whatever this lost album is, became Reputation the album? So I, I think... Right. It's a little bit tricky because I think, generally speaking, the theory is that Karma slash Timeless was 
the album and then because of her downfall she scrapped it and did reputation i see okay okay my, it's interesting though because car the name karma right my theory is more so that she had this idea of an album and then it sort of got rebranded right, as right. reputation okay okay obviously it would be more fun if there was a totally other album and we were gonna get that album but my guess is that a lot of the songs that would have been on whatever that was ended up on reputation might end up on reputation like vault tracks Mm. because there are like what three years in between 1989 and reputation yeah and her downfall stuff happened in like the probably like year or two years prior to reputation coming out so there Mm -hmm. is like time i mean obviously she's touring and everything Mm -hmm. but there is time where she could have been creating music or creating an album right different from reputation exactly so yeah that's very very nicely outlined in a buzzfeed news article that i'll be taking us through today um because exactly so like up from Taylor's career from the beginning through 1989, like she was basically doing an album every two years. Mm-hmm. And at, at the start of a new era, we would see Taylor change her like physical look. Right. To sort of start planting the seeds of, yes. Okay, this is the new era. Yes. So, people have marked the start of this lost album when she bleached her hair. Okay. And that happened in April 2016. So, around the coinciding And coinciding with Break Up With Calvin, Mm -hmm. starting to date Tom Hiddleston for five seconds. For five seconds, yeah. And Met Gala. Historically, like, that would have been new album, like... Teasing right, announcement right, right. time right. for Taylor. Yep. So yeah, she and of note, like she's not someone who changed her look without it being attached to an era. Previously. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, she's not someone who's like, oh, I just like cut my hair, like whatever. Like no, it's, it's very everything tied. is attached to mm-hmm. like an era or whatever. So I mean, even now today, she's wearing. She has. She the still red has hair. the red hair. Like. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so she she debuts the bleach hair. Which I will say currently her her red hair is too long. It's inappropriate for her age. <laughs> I'm saying. It looks pretty, but it's like I like it. But I No, I, know I like it, mean. but it's like it looks like she's trying to be twenty two, which cause she is, because right. she's trying to like she connect it to red. Trying to, which yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> but I just it's kind of funny. It's going to be, you know, it's actually going to be really fun. Well, I haven't thought about this, what? but like when she does, well, I guess maybe not because I was going to say when she does debut, like, is she going to go crazy? Curls? But she didn't with no. fearless. She didn't with fearless. No, she'll do like slightly more of like a wave, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, a little bit more volume. A little more volume, <laughs> but it's not going to be like, yeah. Okay, so April 2016, Beachella emerges. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Bleachella? Bleachella. Is yes. that not what I said? And I said Beachella. Oh, Bleachella. Sorry. Let's go to the beach. beach. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, a so, crazy look. A crazy look. A terrible look. A I'm glad look. we didn't get an album associated with this look. Right. But, but nonetheless, 
keeping with her tradition, this this should have marked a new. You era. know what's also interesting about this time is mm. this is when like this is what. Wait, what is that song called? This is what you made me do. This is what you no. look. What you made me do. No, no. This is what you came for. This is what you. Yeah, came yeah. For. Thank you. Thank you. This is what you. This is what you made me do. Oh my Mash God, up of awesome. the century. I'll be honest and say that I am sick. Yeah. So Audrey, the thought. Audrey's operating at half capacity. At half capacity. <laughs> so. so. But not we, COVID, though. <laughs> not COVID. You know, we power through for the pod. We power through. So the iconic <laughs> song, This Is What You Made Me Do. No. This is what you came here for. This song she wrote with Calvin. Yes. Was, like, around this time. Yes. Because remember, there's the picture of her with the bleached hair wearing, like, the jacket with mm-hmm. the symbol of that song. That might so have that been makes when we me first wonder. saw the bleach hair. Yes, I, I think, think so. That or the Vogue cover. One of the two. Because... That makes me wonder, too, obviously at this time she's still, like, with Calvin, mm-hmm. if some, if they were doing any music together. Mm, interesting, interesting. And that, because, like, obviously at, at this time when they were together, like, he was very in the scene mm-hmm. and, like, you know, right. obviously she wanted to do this other song with him. So, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just interesting to think about, like, if they, if more collabs could have happened or yeah like what yeah. yeah or even if they weren't like official collab just like the if he was influencing or anything mm-hmm. yeah yeah Anyways. yeah um this article also notes that during this era she's predominantly wearing like kind of grunge aesthetic mm, which okay. is very 90s obviously the decade that follows 1989 oh okay um yeah. so you know enjoy that um, you know, we get a few red carpet looks, you know, blah, blah, blah. So people began speculating new album was going to come October, November 2016. As okay. we know, Reputation didn't come till the following right. year, November 2017. So that release never came. Then we get the Look What You Made Me Do music video. An iconic video. Iconic. That video. changed the course of history. Iconic video. So there's obviously, like, a shit ton of Easter eggs in this video. Yeah. And Taylor even said, possibly when she was doing Press for Red, Taylor's version, she was like, there's going to be Easter eggs that aren't found for, like, years in this video. I'm obsessed that she said that. It haunts me. That. I'll be honest, it haunts me. That. She's like, listen, that's you bitches level. don't know what's coming. Like, and I'm scared and I'm thrilled. next no, I level. Know. She's like, yeah, 20 years from now. Literally. Like, literally. Chills, it's amazing. Chills. No, it's literally amazing. Okay. Okay. So in Look What You Made Me Do, there is, of course, the scene where there's all the different versions of Taylor standing in front of the plane that's been spray painted to say Reputation. There are 14 different versions of Taylor in this lineup. However, there was one version of Taylor in the video that we had never seen before and was thought to represent the, quote, real person behind the pop star facade. Hmm. One of the standout moments from the video is that the plane that I mentioned that's spray-painted with reputation. On the wing of the plane, it says TS6. Okay. So Taylor Swift, sixth album. Obviously, that is reputation. However, in the video, 
this like, you know, unknown tailor cuts off the wings of the plane mm. that says TS6 and then spray paints reputation on it. Whoa. Which is very like How I had have a plan. I never seen that part no, of I the know. video. Isn't it crazy? I mean this again, this video like there's so much in this video. There's yeah. so much in this video. I mean to be honest, like that obviously makes sense. Like, it mm-hmm. makes sense that she had at least some ideas for an album, mm-hmm. some songs, whatever, mm-hmm. that either made a tributation or didn't, and then she rebranded after all this, like, shit. Mm-hmm. But I, and I feel like we, like, that has been pretty obvious mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. start. I mean, um, frankly, like. So it's interesting to think about, like, is it, like, a lost like, quote-unquote, lost album? Mm-hmm. Or is it just, like, some ideas of, like, what would have been had mm-hmm. the reputation stuff not happened, you know? Right. Well, I was going to say, too, even, like, there could be, like, stuff lo- left over from 1989 that she was thinking, oh, this mm-hmm. is going to be on my next album. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like there well, could and she be so many Well, she always does things. that, because remember with the Red re-recordings, like, when she was doing press for it, she was like, yeah, I, like, originally thought, you know, songs like, um, like I Better Bet You Man Think About and, Me and yeah. Better Man. She's like, I originally was, like, just saving those for my next mm-hmm. album. But then, obviously, she, she went took pop. a left and went yeah. 1989. So it's like, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense that with every album there would be some things where she's like, okay, I'm going to save this or not do this. And then, and then it doesn't come It out. doesn't mm-hmm. come to fruition. Right. Um, right. Well, that also makes me wonder, too, about, like, Lover. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, Lover's 18 songs, so it's like, how many more songs could there be? But but even, like, like she didn't know she was going to take such a turn with, like, folklore. Mm -hmm. So who knows what she was planning for that. So true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of the the biggest case for a Lost Mm -hmm. album within Look What You Made Me Do. Um, Then... Once we get into the lover era, the music video for the man also has a potential, you know, karma lost album Easter egg, which is in that video, there's the scene with all of her albums, you know, her, her stolen albums spray painted on the wall. Mm-hmm. In the middle of all those is the word karma. So... The idea here is that, like, these are all her albums that she's re-recording, including this lost album, mm. Karma. Um, is Reputation on there, too? Yes, it's down. I think it's that. Okay. Um, and it's also interesting because Karma is written twice and 1989 is written twice. Hmm. Who, who knows why? Um... Karma is also spray painted right next to a sign that says missing. If mm-hmm. found, return to Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you know, it supports the theory. Um, oh, there is another look what you made me do thing, which is that when she sings the line, all I think about is karma in the song. In the video, she is in the giant cage, like on the swing, and she's wearing orange, which is believed to be the color of karma it's spray painted Mm. in orange one of the times in the man video um and so the idea with that is like 
you know, Karma, the quote, orange album is like trapped in this mm, cage mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. video. Um, it's just so interesting though that like this lost album would be titled Karma. I know. Because it's so like reputation vibes. Right. That's why I unfortunately think they're connected. Right. Or, I mean, it also could be that like Karma was going to be a song. Karma was going to be a song, or that was maybe the original. Because when you think about reputation, like, so much of the album is about, like, I now have this reputation and that's not really me, but people Mm -hmm. think it is. Mm -hmm. Versus Karma, which is more, like, revenge. Right. It's more, like, targeted. It's more, like to the other whereas Mm -hmm. reputation is more like looking Mm -hmm. inward or like Mm -hmm. others depiction of you yeah so it could have been that she was like after 1989 like i'm gonna go more like attacker Mm -hmm. and then reputation ends up being like obviously there's like attacker parts of it right but there's also more just like this is what's been done to me or said Mm -hmm. about me yeah Yeah. does that make sense it does okay i i agree with that um another you know, karma Easter egg is in her 73 questions interview, which she did this, I think, kind of right before. Right before the Grammys. Right, right, right before the Grammys. And then, you know, a few months later is when she, like, dyes her hair and everything. Um, The question is asked, what do you think is the most important life lesson for someone to learn? And she responds that karma is real. And in the, like, this one is tricky because, like, she she says that, and obviously, like, she says the word karma, so, like, okay, we're noting it. But people also like to highlight that, like, in the, like, captions of the video, karma is capitalized. Mm. Which, to me, I'm like, okay, maybe that means something, but maybe it was just kind of, like, a fluke in, like, the closed captions. You know oh, what it's I mean? in the closed captions? Yeah, like, it's, I like, like, I don't think it's, like... Like, on YouTube? Right. Okay, okay. So, I don't know, like, how... Like, I don't know how significant yeah, yeah. it is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, the fact that she says it, and I'm pretty sure she says the word karma in the Vogue interview with the bleached hair. Mm. So... Okay. So, it's, it's circling this piece. Yes. Can we talk about... So... If so, if let's say she has this album about karma or whatever, what do you think she's or not, or if she's just talking about karma? Like, what is she in this moment in time you think talking about specifically? Because 1989, like, I'm a little conf- like, I'm a little confused because I feel like I guess the Kim stuff is ha- because I'm like, she's kind of still riding high from 1989. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is she talking well, about? It- it comes at an interesting point because the Kanye stuff. It hasn't really happened. It has sort of started to happen, but yeah, Kim hasn't like exposed her on Snapchat yet. Right. She's she still with the squad. Up. She's Cal- still with Calvin. Calvin. Yeah. So what is she? She, I guess there's the idea that like she's coming up on her last album with Big Machine. And so. But that has like Because she was chill with them for a while. Yeah, I mean, maybe at this point she's already 
I don't know when she like officially like signed with is it Sony that she's with now or like Universal? Universal. Um, no, because no, because she wouldn't have signed with them before Reputation. Yeah. I don't really know what she's talking about. I don't know what she's talking about. And that that also is is interesting because it's it's almost as if the era starts before the the stuff happens. Right. Which is very very interesting. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, great, great point. We do not know. Yeah, okay. I mean, it could just be, I guess, I don't know, the media, or like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, the because I do think, as we talked about, like with the seventy three questions, especially like her lowest period, that was a dark period, and like she acts like the dark period came after, but like she was already like I think she was already. Suffering from overexposure or She's suffering a, yes. from the, you know, the media storm that had now been following her for, for years. years. Yeah. But it's interesting because obviously she, in this interview, she talks about like, oh, I became the national like lightning rod for slut shaming. Mm-hmm. But that's honestly more in reaction to like post red. Mm-hmm. And then she writes, like, Shake It Off and Blank Space. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, been with Calvin. So I don't feel like she's getting the same shit about her dating life. But she's still very, seems very upset about it. Very upset about it. And, and so like, what is, yeah, like, But also, like, even let's say she's mad about the media. Like, karma doesn't really fit with that. Because what, mm-hmm. what, the media's gonna get what's coming to it? Like, that... Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like, that doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. So, it's just interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, Anyways. great point. Great point. Okay. Um, okay, so now, right, as as we touched on with, like, the man and the re-recordings everything, like, in 2019, Scooter takes possession of her master which stay tuned for later in the season because we will be mm-hmm. doing a deep dive into who scooter is and it's there's some damn there's evidence. some damning, i mean not surprisingly damning, but like yeah gonna evidence. be quite a journey yes um so you know the scooter f- feud begins the re-recording not even era begins but just the knowledge that taylor's gonna do these like re-recordings whatever like comes into the space in 2019, at the American Music Awards, she does a performance in which she she starts the performance wearing that, like, white button-up that has the name of all of her, you know, like, stolen albums on it. Mm-hmm. During the performance, there, she is at one point joined by eight, yes, is it eight? Yes. Eight children like dancing with her and so people thought like okay each each girl represents like one of the albums Mm -hmm. but the inclusion of the eighth girl sparked speculation that she represented this lost album okay though that is a bit confusing because technically there's only six stolen albums. So a seventh girl would mean the lost album. 
Yeah, I'm a little lost on I this one, really but that. that's fine. I don't get that. But, you know, if, if it makes sense to you, yeah, let great, us know. Um, moving on. <laughs> you know, we start, we start getting the vault tracks. And, again, it's brought back to Look What You Made Me Do video where Taylor, there's a scene where Taylor is in a vault. Um, so people think, you know, this could represent a full album being locked in the vault. There are one, two, three, four, well, it's hard to tell how many other people are in there with her. <laughs> so not sure. Um, yeah. I think that might be okay. The last thing this person talks about is in the Willow music video. Um, they say, remember Taylor's distinctive 90s style that I mentioned earlier, the trend that she appeared to be showcasing ahead of her rumored karma era. Well, in Taylor's 2020 album Evermore, she, hmm. you know, has the I line. I come back stronger than a 90s trend. Exactly. And she says that when she is trapped in this glass box, and she gives a little wink to the camera. Okay. So, you know, perhaps it will, perhaps that was a way to tease karma eventually but, coming out of okay. the Okay, but one question I have about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I enjoyed this evidence. Evidence I did not know. <laughs> Thank you. But... If she's the one who decided to scrap karma for reputation because reputation was more, like, relevant, mm -hmm. whatever, then I don't really, like, I get the idea that it's, like, lost as in, like, i.e. it never had its, like, time. Mm -hmm. But it's not being, like, like, all this stuff about it being, like, in a cage or, like, being kept from her, I don't get. Because, like, why would it, you know what I mean? Right. I think the idea with that is that because it's something she created while with big machine she doesn't like own it she doesn't own it even if it never even if they never came out i mean i don't know i don't know yeah like legally where that falls. it's just kind of weird because i feel like some of the evidence is very like suggesting that she's like this album is being, like, locked away mm -hmm. from me. And it's like, well, but it right. was your choice if this album does exist to, like, mm -hmm. you know, do reputation I mean, like, unless for whatever reason Big Machine or, like, Scott or whoever was, was adamantly against it as an album and was like, no, you can't do this. I don't yeah. know why that would be, but, like, yeah. obviously we don't know the nuances yeah. of the situation, so maybe... Um, something that, like, I do think is also interesting is when, when Taylor said, you know, my masters have been so, sold and, like, I don't own them, so, like, I'm gonna do the re-recordings, whatever. Like, when she posted, like, the letter, basically, like, explaining, like, you know... I, I have no way to get this back. Like, the only way I can get, like, buy it back from Scooter is if I, like, agree to, like, never talk about him badly. And, like, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that because, like, that's disingenuous or, like, whatever. In in this letter at the end, she says, I have recently begun re-recording my older music 
and it has already proven to be both exciting and creatively fulfilling. I have plenty of surprises in store, sunglass emoji. I want to thank you guys for supporting me through this ongoing saga, and I can't wait for you to hear what I've been dreaming up. So, obviously we've already seen what she partially meant by plenty of surprises, mm-hmm. i.e. the vault tracks, you know, music videos for... Collabs. Right. Features. Another surprise could be a bonus album. Yeah. You never know. You never know. It could be. Um, and, and honestly, like, if that, if that's true, I also wonder if, if she's playing into the idea of, like, oh, this, this lost album was, like, taken from me, or this Mm. lost album is, like, locked away, but, like, now it can be free, and, like, now I can give it to you, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, in some ways, it's kind of just, like, dream scenario yeah like i mean you know, we, we we hope and pray we hope and pray like do i necessarily think like oh this is happening no sadly would i be very thrilled if it did yes yes um what i as i kind of said i also before, think just like comparatively like these easter eggs are far too small mm-hmm. for how big a thing this would be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They do span many years, though. They do span many years. So no, that and helps. they are, you know, whatever. But I, I just feel like if there really was this other album that she was, like, really thinking about releasing, mm-hmm. like, they just would be more obvious. Mm. Interesting. Personally. Yeah. So the other, like sort of connected or you know we'll call it an extension of the karma theory is the timeless theory okay as i mentioned before yes and like i said like in what we'll talk about here like i think maybe timeless could be considered what would have been the lead single on the album called karma okay it could kind of go either way um for this, I must give a shout out to um, Jacqueline. Jacqueline, um, a lovely, you know, fellow, you know, Swifty on Twitter. Yes. Um, username Peppa Jack. All right. Um, who has very kindly provided some important timeless information. Amazing! Shout out Jacqueline. Shout out Jacqueline. Thank you for doing the work. Um. So, around the time of when Taylor, like, wiped her Instagram Mm -hmm. before Reputation. Okay. Before the snakes. Before the snakes appeared. A song called Timeless was registered by Taylor. I have a photo in this article of, like, I don't know how one registers songs, but like like a trademark, thing. yeah, like that type of thing. Okay, she registered a song called "Timeless." Okay, and at the same time, this website timeless.com appears. It is still active to it this is. day. All it is is it says "Timeless coming soon," in in a in a Taylor esque font. Taylor esque font. And this website has been like this untouched since 2017. Okay. 
and it, and this website appeared at the same time the trademark it appeared at the same time as the trademark and apparently i don't know how to find this out and jacqueline said she had found it like at the time but like couldn't remember exactly how much the website was purchased for like the domain name mm-hmm. but apparently it was like a significant amount of money mm-hmm. was spent to like get this domain and get I this mean, website yeah i'm sure like timeless.com i'm sure right had been used before, so yeah. whoever bought it whether it was taylor or not pockets. like really wanted it yet it's been sitting untouched for essentially five years now okay which is interesting um so as as i mentioned the site itself timeless underneath that in slightly smaller letters coming soon so that that gives us a a capital t capital c capital s you you with me tcs like timeless t coming right but what is tcs well i'm about to tell you oh sorry (laughs) i just want to make sure her middle name is alice no 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 (laughs) i just want to make sure like but it is ts ts right so tcs those three letters have have appeared in a in a couple ways most recently well was this most no first or maybe not first but one of the key moments is when taylor tweeted about the evermore vinyl sales she tweeted the lyrics clover blooms in the fields backslash spring breaks loose backslash the time is near. So this is a this is where we see a, a C S and T being highlighted. The time is near could be connected to timeless. Later I know okay. I know you're not in, I know you're not into Because it. it's not even in the right order. Like I understand, but just just take the okay, ride. I'm just with take you. the I'm ride. With you. I know you're not into it, but I'm just take you. the ride. Then later we get the red chapters as she's now this is a thing taylor's now been doing oh the like eps right she puts out the chapters fake news we don't we don't we don't support it because we don't support it so so this one i do think is a little bit more interesting in that all of the chapters she started doing it with folklore from folklore up until red she did them from folklore evermore and fearless all the chapters start with the so it'll be like the ladies launching chapter right right the like i don't even know what the fearless which fearless one would be yeah, right yeah, yeah, right yeah. they all start with the then the red ones come out instead of starting them all with the she starts one one is called could you be the one chapter starting with a c also worth noting that the lyric is you could be the one but she changed it. Mm. And then another one is called She Wrote a Song About Me Chapter. So S. And then she follows that with the slow motion chapter. So bringing back the the. So, you know, we note it. Okay. Um, also, again, you know, bringing it back to Look What You Made Me Do. Um, the, the tailor that cuts the wing and does the spray paint is wearing an outfit that's covered in palm trees. Um, palm trees are said to symbolize eternal life slash eternity. And she also used the palm tree pick as an early Easter egg for a lover, which we now, she has confirmed. Mm. Um, was that the only 
palm because I remember the palm tree pick mm-hmm. around the like look what uh what is that song this is what we came for this is what you came for this is what you came for <laughs> song mm-hmm. where she's wearing the jacket I remember those like yeah it was hits. kind of part of what and she and that ended up being lover no because that's too far that's too early right I think it was palm trees the palm trees you're talking about first then the palm trees in look what you made me do outfit and okay, then, but so I'm saying those palm trees could be connected. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so the idea with that is that, right, the palm trees also connect to this theory of timeless because they symbolize eternity and we've seen them in these different, in these different ways. Okay. Um, then to fit with the idea that karma is orange the tease on that like cracked out collage <laughs> she did on Stephen Colbert. Yeah. We're for orange. like nineteen for nineteen and re recordings. Right? I mean that's what we thought, but then she announced red, so like who fucking knows? Yeah. Um and then we also see I guess in 2018, a dress she wore to the Billboard Awards, that pink one, had the word eternal, like, stitched into it um, in a very hard-to-see way. Did not previously know that. Um, And she's also been seen wearing this, like, infinity bracelet a lot. She's wearing it in the long pond sessions. She's wearing it in red, Taylor's version, like, promo, etc. So I will say I'm not sold on Timeless. I understand. Karma has some compelling evidence. Mm -hmm. Timeless, these are things not even really saying Timeless. I understand. The letters are in the wrong order. I understand. But, you know, I I appreciate the I think... I think if it's I mean, anything, is it possible, yes. If it's anything, it would be a song right. on that. I think. Yes. I think. I mean, to me, I agree with you. Kind of like the supporting evidence isn't maybe as strong as we would like, though. The fact that she did register the a tr- song. No, that I, name agree. I agree. And this website that's now been untouched appeared at the same time. Yeah. Is very. That is strong evidence to me. Sure. And, like, maybe that with, yeah, like, the bracelet. Like, mm-hmm. I... Sure. Right. Sure. Like, there's... Just not all the pieces. There's momentum, yeah. but not all the pieces. Exactly. Um, so that's really what we have on karma slash timeless slash stuff that, you know, came before right. she left Big Machine. Yes. Now, of course, there's the Woodville theory. The Woodville theory. The, the most, the most, uh, you know, known lost album mm-hmm. of Taylor's theory. Yes. So, as we know, Woodville was a word seen on a bunch of folklore, like, physical albums. Yes, like, like the photo shoot, like the album cover, whatever, like had the word Woodvale in tiny white letters in the corner mm-hmm. of the 
copy. So people speculated that this was an Easter egg, mm-hmm. that this was another album that would go with Folklore and Evermore. Mm-hmm. Making it like a trilogy. Making it a versus trilogy. Sister and what's most significant about this is the fact that she commented on it. Yes. Would you like to would you like to share oh, what she said? You, um you might have it, but basically she went on, I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and like and he basically asks her about it, clearly planned before mm-hmm. um, that she like agreed to talk about this or mm-hmm. whatever. And she basically says, "Oh yeah, it was like a you know." She was like, "I try to keep everything really secretive with mm-hmm. my reportings, obviously for something as significant as folklore." And so there were a lot of like other titles, and Woodvale is one of the titles, and it just like accidentally got left mm-hmm. on the cover. Mm-hmm. No. Taylor's never done anything accidentally in <laughs> No, literally not. This woman has never done You know what that makes me think of? The mm-hmm. line in Paper Rings. I was just going to say. Where she's like. I what, hate accidents. Except, except when, when we, we went from friends to this. First of all. Lies. Taylor and Joe were not friends. Second of all. Taylor's never had an accident. <laughs> she's never done. Made a mistake. No. That's just not how she operates. No. Especially with something as like huge and mm-hmm. monumental as folklore a surprise her first surprise album mm-hmm. ever complete change in genre mm-hmm. like everything about it was so incredibly significant mm-hmm. there is no freaking way <laughs> that she was like whoops mm-hmm. so i don't know if that means it's an easter egg for another album i don't know if it's a song i don't know if, i don't know what but something I am I completely agree. And then the fact that she talked about it. But that's the thing that gets me. I'm like, why did you try to debunk this? I don't like know. what like my my only thought there is like maybe it was something, but then she changed her mind and so she's like, I'm gonna debunk this. But I don't know why she would do that. Yeah, I don't know why she would do that. Unless originally like Evermore was gonna be called Woodvale. And then she changed it, so she was like, no, this isn't a thing. Because even, even if it is something that didn't end up becoming a thing, like, you could just be a red herring. Mm-hmm. But to take that extra step and be like, this isn't a thing. So weird. Is so weird. So, you know, okay, yes, Taylor said it's not real, but let's just operate it's, under the assumption it is real. Yeah. Because you never something. know. So, this... What I'm looking at here is um, a, a slideshow, I guess you could say, um, that someone has made on Tumblr. I will, I will link to it when we post the app. Um, but one of the things they highlight is the, the merch that was released, you know, in conjunction with Folklore and Evermore and like that era. In which the iconic sweaters. The iconic sweaters. There's also some scrunchies. There's some candles. And all of these things appear in threes. So there's like three different sweaters. Three different scrunchies. Like mm-hmm. three different whatever. Suggesting, you know, one is folklore, one is evermore, right. one is what found. Right. Then we get into the emojis okay so reading from this it says when folklore was released taylor started marking tweets about it slash referencing it with one emoji 
Leading up to Evermore's drop, she started marking tweets with two emojis. They've, you know, provided screenshots here. Now she started using three emojis. One is now. Now I believe it looks like, well, I think it was like early 2021. Okay. Because originally this theory was she was going to drop it like in April, but then that's when Fearless ended up coming out. Okay. Um, so, you know, not a, not a perfect theory, but um, I guess after Evermore, it started becoming three emojis. Do you think it's possible that she scrapped it in favor of the Fearless re-recording? Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I mean, why she might have done that is just purely for the sake of having an album ready to go after the re-recordings. Rather than giving Maybe. a third new album in less than a year, she might yes, have been like, you know, true. I might want to hang but on to these But that also songs. doesn't help the how long it's taking the re-recordings to come out. Right. Because she's Cause like, by yeah, the time wanna... she gets done with that, right. she's going to be like but, wanting to do something else, I think. And I will say, oh, you're going to get into this, but I was going to say like three makes a lot more sense than two. Mm-hmm. Just one, just generally, like mm-hmm. as a as a thing in the world. Yeah. And two for Taylor, like, she obviously loves 13. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not really known for doing anything in twos. Right. There's the love triangle, like, you know, trilogy on folklore. Right. Um, I guess, okay, they also highlight a couple tweets when she tweeted about Evermore dropping. She said then that tonight the story continues and then not long after that I guess after Fearless dropped and like charted really well she tweeted been in the studio all day recording the next one instead of re-recording so people think maybe that means she's working again there's three emojis there um And the rest of this, I think, is mainly making the case for what they believe to be the release date, which has now passed. So that part, unfortunately, did not come into fruition. Is there any thought about what Woodvale as a word means? I'm pretty sure it's, um... Well, let me look. I think it's like a location. Yes, Woodvale, Belfast, Northern Ireland. A suburb mm. of Belfast. Okay. So it, it that does fit. Fits. It yeah. does fit. Um, Which, yes, and obviously if it was just like an alternative name for the album, that would make sense too, but... Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There, I, I have a question too. Yeah. Um, can you go back to the merch for... Mm, folklore mm-hmm. nevermore yeah because the like merch for folklore is obviously it's like the colors are green and white right mm-hmm. like the white card again there's some green which makes sense because the album was black and white the cover mm-hmm. and also folklore like trees like she's standing in trees mm-hmm. 
the merch for what they think is representing Evermore is red, which makes sense because on the Evermore cover, mm-hmm. there's like red in her coat. Right, right. And then Woodvale is supposedly blue, which we mm-hmm. haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Just to just to say that as well. Like mm-hmm. the No, there's there's the a al- case. There's, there's a, a case. case. There's there's a strong okay. case. Um the other just small thing I'll include because you know I love when people come up with the number related theories because I could literally never. So No, I know. And like they're so often right. I know. Which is just insane. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Okay, so Taylor loves math. <laughs> she does. She's kinda of like a math nerd. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is a theory, um, also from Tumblr, which I will link to from a user called Folklore Forevermore. I will read. I just realized something. For all the people who say she wouldn't make TS10 be connected to Folklore and Evermore in a trilogy because she'd want to make a big deal out of TS10. It would be the third album in the trilogy, aka the grand finale, mm-hmm. bringing all the stories together. It would also be her 10th album. 10 plus 3 equals 13. Also, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. Yes, I know. The math. Okay, the math. Thank you. So, yes, it would be her 10th album and also the, the third th- in the thank you. trilogy. Thank yes. you. Okay. Also, she had 16 songs on Folklore plus one bonus track. Mm. 15 songs on Evermore plus two bonus tracks. So, add just the standard edition tracks together, you get 31, Taylor's age plus 13 backwards. If she came out with another Folklore album with 13 standard tracks and two bonus tracks, all the tracks on all the albums, including the bonus tracks, would be equal 49. 4 plus 9 equals 13. Or, since it was like one bonus track, two bonus tracks, it could be like three bonus mm-hmm. tracks. Right. So, you know, just love it. Yeah, that is cool. Just that is cool. It. That is cool. It's, it's called math in the real world. Yeah, it's called applying when your teachers say you'll use math, this is what they're fucking what talking they about. Mean. Yeah. Okay, wait. I was going to say something and I lost it. What were we talking about? Was oh, it connected yeah. to this or before? Mm, I don't know. The merch. Things being in three. Her 10th album. Don't know. Oh, okay. Here's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, you know how they were, there was that thing about, like, when she was talking about Evermore, she was like, the story continues. Mm-hmm. So, can we think about, if we're thinking about these albums as, like, one semi-continuous story, mm-hmm. we end the first album with Hoax, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a, a depression, depre- not resolved, not resolved, you know, we get the lakes, which kind of goes well into Willow, mm-hmm. We end Evermore with this song, Evermore, Evermore. which what, how does it, that's like... I mean, in that one, I think she's, kind of she's kind of coming to terms more with right. the difficulties that have been present throughout both albums. And then, like, it's time to go. So, obviously, it makes sense. Like, that could be the conclusion for sure. For sure. But it also could be kind of, like, looking forward, mm-hmm. maybe a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, I think... I think whatever she does after the re-recordings, it it has to be... In my opinion, it's either going to be another... Like a Woodvale 
type situation where it's like similar vibes, similar like sound to Folklore Evermore. Or she's gonna do something that's more like, almost like a rock vibe. Like she's not gonna do like a Lover album again. No, but I don't think she's gonna do a rock album. Like literally I mean, that's just kind of like the genre she has left. I think she, I think, I agree. Like, do I think she's going to do like a huge pop album? No. I think she could do more of in a lover style of kind of a more like versatile type album that has like several different things going on. Mm -hmm. I think she could lean more into almost like a, Almost like the subdued tracks of 1989, like a subdued pop, like mm. like clean okay. type. Mm. I just don't think she's doing rock. I mean, it would be rock, like in the way any pop girl does rock. Yeah, it but wouldn't I don't be. Like it wouldn't that. be like Metallica. I would be like beyond shocked. Interesting. What? Because that she's just not. That's just like not a vibe. Yeah. But it's something she hasn't done yet, and so I think it's possible. I think, honestly, though, like, as we've talked about, the folklore style makes so much sense for her going forward as she gets older that I think she's going to keep going. Like, do I think that it's going to be the exact same? No. 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 But even in the way that Evermore slightly was different than folklore, like, but I, I could see her continuing in this direction of kind of, like, singer, songwriter, alternative. Mm hmm you know, and, like, I think because it's Taylor, like, still keeping it something different and exciting, but, like, in the same general space. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end, one thing to touch on, too, is that in July, the movie Where the Crawdads Sing, or what, is that what it's called? Yep. Comes out, which is based on the book, and it was announced a few months ago that Taylor is doing a song called Caroline mm-hmm. Carolina which is it Carolina yeah which is in the trailer which is in the trailer and it's yeah it's a song that she wrote with Aaron Dessner for the movie that's coming out and recently did she say this or someone else just speculated Reese Witherspoon said that Taylor wrote it when she was is Reese Witherspoon like producing this yeah okay yeah. so yes that Taylor wrote this song while doing folklore and like it didn't make folklore and so it's going to be on in this movie mm-hmm. which you know I think we always know that like Taylor works on songs when she's doing an album that like don't make the final album mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. but I just think it's also evidence of like there are songs and there is more that she was doing in making these albums mm-hmm. than we have heard mm-hmm. and that just helps the case for there being more there I agree yeah I mean this is definitely not gonna happen but imagine if she just dropped a full like she dropped Woodville and like Carolina was like on it Ugh. like because because the full like, version of the song is not out yet no the movie comes out in July like you said mm-hmm. so like I guess the assumption is the song will come out when the movie comes out at this point but like yeah which I guess and, like, that could be another reason it. she hasn't announced like a re-recording I mean that seems crazy but it does seem crazy but yeah maybe yeah um but the point is that you know there's a lot that we don't know with mm-hmm. Taylor yeah we don't know Tragically. what she's planning 
We yeah. don't know what she has up her sleeve. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, we shout out these people coming up with these theories. Mm-hmm. We love the theories. We, we love it. The Keep theories. them coming. We are here to to report on them in best we can. Mm-hmm. And we'll all just wait and see. We'll wait and see. Keep tuned for the rest of the season because it's a good season. We have a lot coming up. We do. Can't wait. Bye.